So welcome to this week's Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, that was, if you haven't recognised already, they've got a very distinctive sound. That's Boss Kelloid. Uh, and they've got a brand new album out um, called uh, Family the Smiling Thrush. And uh, yeah, that was the title track. Just amazing band, really. I mean, I, I have to admit, I didn't get them first time round. Like, I think Herbie Enthusiasm came out in about 2016 and people loved it. I just, I just couldn't get my head around it at all. And then Melted on the Inch just blew my head off. And um, I still listen to it now. And this feels like a continuation of that, um, possibly a bit more um, prog-influenced. They're getting a bit more deep with it, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've been the same. You know, I've never... It's not that I didn't get them. Um, it's more... I just... It, it felt kind of slightly aside from, from my musical taste. And even, you know, and that was true up until hearing this album. Um, it's just, it, but even then, even less to those old, you know, the last couple of albums in particular, I knew, even though, you know, I knew I wasn't going to listen to it much, I knew there was something special about them. Um, you know, but they've got such a, you know, their own divergence from kind of so much, you know, generic doom in our scene. And, you know, through the prog and through the kind of the soaring vocals and the technicality. But, you know, like I say, you know, you just you've got to kind of champion bands like this. And I think kind of, I wouldn't have ever said anything negative about them. Um, and then here they come along again, you know, out on Ripple Music, which, you know, like the kind of US stoner label. And it just sounds massive. You know, th- this song in particular grabbed me straight away. I mean, it sounds like, sounds like Torch and Prog and Riff mm. and all, you know, it's just like a big package of, of that. And it just feels like a special album and, and like a band at the kind of peak of their powers, you know, and deserve that kind of wider attention, which, you know, a, a kind of a, an American label, you know, hopefully will bring for them because they've, they've got something, they've got their own sound and their own kind of path with it. Uh, you know, and, and they deserve that kind of credit, on, you know, for that alone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're world-class as far as I'm concerned now, they're, they're just amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they sort of worked, I think they've worked this unique sound out of themselves since the last album as well. That Metal on the Inch has, it, it's a really strange mix. It's almost like a, a, a doom band combined with like a very technical prog band weaving melodies over, over the brutal bits to me. It, it's just brilliant. Really interesting weaving of styles. Really cool. Um, so yeah, if you want to hear this, you can go to bosskelloid.bandcamp.com. Uh, it looks like they're doing several vinyl runs um, on Ripple as well, which is a great label for them to be on if they want to do all that. So yeah, props to them. I'm really, really impressed with that. So yeah, as ever, it's nine tracks that we've picked out this week uh, from submissions or sort of scouring Bandcamp for the best stuff that we can find, really. Um, this is a case in point for the next one, um, a band called Gateway. And yeah, this is just, this really drew me in, Pete. Uh, I don't know about you. To me, this is exactly how I want kind of death doom to sound. You know, it's kind of, it's just packed full of riffs. It's it's slimy. Um, and, you know, I, I list, we listened, sorry, I got this sent uh, on email um, and I was listening to it back then. It then came out on Bangkok Friday. Um, I, you know, bought it at the time and I've just played it regularly since. It's that kind of sticky gurgly sound you know which kind of it coats your senses and and that's kind of like a strangely warming experience rather than like a repulsive off-putting thing it, I, I just kind of i got this shit away and, and just you know it's addictive absolutely um really sort of um kind of claustrophobic it, it's like um leading yourself down a dark dark hole 
Um, I, I thought just the whole release was um, oppressive and yeah, sometimes what we're looking for on this podcast. So yeah, really, really enjoyed this. Um, I have to say um, someone reviewed it and, and said uh, their jaw dropped and their cod piece imploded. So um, <laughs> if, if that's not a reason to listen to this, I don't know what is. So yeah, really cool stuff. Um, we can play the song Rack Crawler and uh, yeah, you can get this at gatewaydeathdoom.bandcamp.com.
so uh, when you sent this one through, Pete, uh, I think I'd already had listened to this already. So I Void Hanger Records keep putting out incredible music um, this year, and this is no exception, really. So uh, it's a duo called A Causal Intrusion, and uh, yeah, the album's called Nullitas. Just labyrinthine kind of stuff, isn't it? It's, you know, death metal in a sort of blackened style, Um but yeah, it's deeply psychedelic. It's got a rancy Pazuzu vibes to me. It's just very dark and, and enveloping. And yeah, I just thought it was very special. Um, I mean, there's not a lot else I can kind of say about it. I mean, it's just so, um, it's like opening the void. It's just yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, funny enough, you kind of mentioned Ranzi Pazuzu. And to me, it kind of, not necessarily musically, but almost like as an experience, you know, listed band like when when you first heard around the or Portal or you know the real kind of yeah uh, big name innovators, and like that absolute first time you heard it, and like instantly you kind of just you know you you're in something that's unsettling but completely original. That's kind of the same feeling I got when I heard this band. Never heard of them before. Um, I, you know, we got this on a press release with the Aesop Trillium um, album, which we played quite a, a while ago because we played the pre-release track. And so I've had this kind of there for, you know, like, um, you know, something I've been listening to kind of quite a while now. And it, it just still feels that strange. It feels, you know, I still kind of, you kind of just a, a kind of odd setting with it when you listen to it. And, you know, the, there's something in the, and I think it's in the press bio on the band campus and there's kind of, it's, it's, you can all, you kind of track them in the comparisons to bands out there. Um, whilst they're still kind of, you know, incredibly original and stand on their own, it, it mentions bands like Ulcerate, so, you know, and you can see that to kind of like almost that doomy vastness to it and Time Ghoul. So you've got this space and the death. You've got Gorguts, you know, obviously because of the kind of techie side and convulsing and then demolition. And you can see all that. But then, you know, you had in bands like, um, you know, the big names, as we mentioned, but then bands like like Chthonic Cervix or Howls of Ebb, which, you know, we've played and reviewed in the past. Basically, these unhinged bands that creep around in the kind of border wastelands between like the black and death underworlds. I, I, I just I think it's, it's wonderful and original and weird i mean there's there's weirder tracks on here than the one i've chosen um, yes it's <laughs> the nexus shapeshifters and it's just you know it's just bonkers and but it is brilliant the whole way through yeah i think one of them has kind of said that their name is almost like the world beyond the veil kind of thing like beyond what we can comprehend and you know the sort of idea that there's something bigger than us out there and yeah, it's quite scary, really. And I think the the cover of this as well really paints a picture of just how demented this sounds. <laughs> it's a great package, like, all, all together. So, yeah, if you want this, uh, head to iVoid Home Records Bandcamp and, uh, and see what you think. But, uh, yeah, we're going to play the song Invocations Apprehension. Thank you. 
So this next one uh, is quite an interesting one. So we've we've been talking off air about like AI and and sort of people creating music with really weird phasing shifts and stuff like that. And uh, this next one just came up on on Bandcamp, and the the cover really struck me. And I, I just read it, and it, it's got very minimal descriptions. It seems to be a one person project, and they've just called it "Blackened Atmospheric Glitch and Grind in Phased Syncopation," which is exactly what you get. I mean, it, it's a, it's like a really sort of expansive set of tracks. They're all about 15 to 20 minutes each. And it's it's almost like Meshuggah put in a washing machine and, you know, cut up and with this almost like a fog over it as well. And it, I loved it. It's just like really atmospheric and really strange. It sounds natural and unnatural at the same time, which is an interesting mix, really. I guess in terms of timing, we, we were saying also that Duke Guy is, is a good example of how strange timing can work. And I think when it's this complex and strange, it, it somehow you have to kind of allow for this weird timing to kind of wash over you. And then it, it kind of just clicks um, at some points. Um, also reminds me of the Flower Corsano duo who, who did a load of gigs about 10 years ago, where it was uh, the drummer from uh, Bjork's band. Um, playing like in, improvised jazz uh, with a sort of guy playing a, an Indian sitar slidey thing. And it just kind of, sometimes it just locked in and it just worked. Um, what did you make of this pick? Because it, it obviously is really strange, but I, I found mm. it really interesting. Yeah, there's bits, and you know, I was listening to this on kind of Monday morning and, you know, and I thought, you know, like, you know, while I was working, I thought, what the hell would my colleagues think of, you know, like if they could hear what I was listening to <laughs> now while I was working. And actually, you know, what, and at points, you know, it's like, what the hell am I listening to? But others, you know, generally you kind of get that experiment. You get you get what's going on. And, it, it, it you know, like, you know, we mentioned Duke Guides and, and similar type things. It, it feels more like an art exhibition than than like traditional listening to music, you know, for for fun, as it were. So, but, you know, all credit to me. And in the, in the fact that these kind of, you know, long songs or long tracks, um, I, I didn't kind of just, you know, I didn't, I wasn't there hoping to press, you know, press, you know, skip or, or end, you know, I was, I was happy to sit and kind of absorb that all. Uh, I mean, you know, despite the fact that, you know, it sounds like, sounds like being in a, you know, heavy machinery production line that's gone berserk and you're kind of just in the, you know, you're <laughs> stuck in that factory with it at bits. But yeah, it's, 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 it's a real kind of interesting experience, I guess. Yeah. I think we're just going to play like a, a, a bit of an excerpt from this, but if you want to listen to the whole thing, it's about an hour long. Um, yeah. So the record's called Hyperflux and you can get it at airlocknoise.bandcamp.com. Uh, and we're going to play the song Third Position Initiated.
Okay, so this next track's uh, by a band called uh, The Cult of Dom Keller, and it's on a, a, a record label called Fuzz Club Records. I, I've not heard of them, but um, I don't know if they're quite new uh, as a label. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like a, a couple of years, uh, you know, the, the obviously jumping into the kind of the great uh, scene that's here in the UK at the moment. But yeah, they've, they've, they've started off like, you know, like a house on fire. They've got so, so many good stuff already, but I don't think they have been around too long. Yeah, really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, this band, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's just so, uh, the vocals are amazing, like really um, not unusual, but like uh, unique for the genre, I guess. Um, how did you come across this one? Uh, I think we got sent it for review, but I'm you know, aware of the band through, I think they, they put out releases on the great Cardinal Fuzz label. Um, and, you know, the, the whole thing with Psych is, you know, particularly from our typically heavier, you know, mindset and, and kind of the Psych we'll listen to is the heavier Psych stuff. And, you know, it's not that we're, we're against this, but that's just more the type of thing we, you know, that we come across. Um, I, I'd listen to them. I've always enjoyed them. But never kind of listen to them loads, and then I list, you know, I put this on, and it was just kind of um, the whole album's magical. It feels, you know, a bit like we're saying with the last song, where you know, like how how you experience work, um, music when in in work, or you know, like Saturday Saturday thing. This is a rainy kind of. Uh, it was last weekend. It was you know rainy English weekend. You know, which should be summer, and it. You know, and like with the best of psych music, it, it's transporting. You know, like to to another place, to another time. You know, then you know th- this isn't a band. You know, like a exotic band, but the music just feels like mystical and exotic. And um, and that kind of light deafness they've got, and the fuzzy glow, and still a bit, of, you know, still a bit room for a bit of you know weight in the kind of in the in the guitars. It just it it feels to me just original. You know, a lot of psych. Is, is good but you've kind of heard you know along the same themes it's just felt yeah. it, was, it was adding something fresh and um and their own distinction to it and uh, yeah like i say the whole album is just um just a beautiful piece of work yeah i think like you say with psychic it can be a lot of the same i mean it's a great genre and it, it you know it's great music to put on to flow to a2 but yeah sometimes it can get a little bit repetitive um compilations in particular you, you kind of have to check which band it is playing sometimes um it, there's de- there's definitely a sound and there's definitely a set of pedals that you hear all the time so to hear something quite original like this like you say is is great and they're quite mysterious as well i guess yeah i, I really enjoyed this so uh we're going to play the first track from this it's called run from the gold skinner and you can get this at fuzzclub.bandcamp.com <laughs>
Okay, so this next one, um, I had to pick it kind of partly because it's a Simpsons reference, but um, yeah, this is, I thought this was brilliant as well. Um, so a band called Dr. Colossus who have basically got like an entire gimmick based on the Simpsons. Um, I think the only other band I can think of is there's like a Ned Flanders hardcore band out there as yeah. well. Oakley Doakley. That's it. Yeah. Oh, Killy Doakley. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's probably loads of bands that reference the Simpsons in Grindcore, but you know, um, it's quite nice to see uh, a series that's been going like what thirty years or some, something like that, um, just still inspiring people to make music like based on it. Um, so yeah, um, ha- this really caught my eye because um, basically it takes off the Dope Smoker um, Jerusalem cover um, with characters from the Simpsons on the front, which. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. But the music is fantastic as well. I thought, I'll give it a chance. Turns out they're brilliant. Um, from Melbourne, Australia. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not quite um, sleep rip-off. Um, it, it's kind of got a little bit of high on fire in there, I guess. A little bit of torch, maybe. Um, mm. What were your kind of uh, first thoughts on this one, Pete? Uh, yeah, Red Fang was the one I thought. That's the kind yeah, of, you know, yeah. like that upfront bold bravado of, of that. And, you know, and for all the, I suppose they, they, they can't mind, you know, I thought, you know, for all the kind of people are going to focus on the thing, well, you know, that they've only got themselves to blame if they were there. So I'm sure they can't mind about it. And I like it, you know, like you say, I like the fact that, you know, musically, you know, it's good. It's, you know, it's up my street. And then you've got all, you know, the, the fact that it's obscure references. I mean, to be fair, I, you know, like anybody of, of any generation, you know, who's, who's our age and younger and older is going to, get where this is coming from but I, I like how obscure the references have, have got you know from yeah and, and you know we've have, have had to kind of uh, your kind of Simpsons fanatic is that fair I think um, I am, yeah. yeah yeah so I've, I've had you know you've had to explain where most of these come from I think I can pick out one of the songs um in terms of the reference so you know that's that's dedication and that's kind of you know a knowing nod to you know to Simpsons fans like not only can you know this is you know this doom record but can you get all you know seven tracks and can you work out where they're all from yeah there's there's one or two that I I even don't get and uh yeah so they're, they're real fans I think <laughs> um yeah I don't get pick a bar uh I don't I don't quite get hummingbird of Bengal but I I think I might have an idea of what that is but yeah that yeah very sort of um in jokey sort of, of band and uh i love the fact that the uh vinyl version is um uh sort of red and they've called it a flaming uh, flaming mo variant um <laughs> brilliant stuff so um we're gonna play the opening track sex cauldron <laughs> and uh yeah i won't i won't read out the um uh the, the album title go and, go and look for yourself because it's brilliant um you can get this at dr colossus the band.bandcamp.com
So this next band, uh, it's a demo by a band called Discult uh, from Gothenburg in Sweden. Yeah, to me, it's got kind of um, frenetic Swedish hardcore like you'd expect uh, from that name and, and from the aesthetic and everything. But it's got something else about it, something uncanny about it as well, hasn't it? I mean, it reminds me of uh, that band Paranoid. I don't know if you, did you yeah. see those when they came to yeah, a few years ago? Yeah, yeah it, it's got vi- those vibes going on. Um, but yeah, I love this. Really cool stuff. Yeah, you know, and obviously it's crusty and it's doomy, and and it, but it's got its full of character. You know, it's, it's I just instantly, you know, kind of love this. And yeah, it's, and it's got that kind of ferocious black and hardcore almost as well. The bands like say Dark Circles as well. So just a complete rush. And I, I found this just you know by looking around on Bandcamp and. I was, I was coming to, I was wondering about this, whether, you know, like you list of these album after album, if you kind of, if you do chore, you know, and you go on these kind of never ending journeys down Bandcamp, clicking links. And I thought, actually, am I wasting my time? Because the one, the, the gems will surface up to me anyway, whether through emails or through friend suggestions or, or whatever. And, you know, I, I did start to wonder whether I was just kind of wasting my time listening to kind of these obscure or, or just bad releases all the time. And then, whenever I kind of think that something like this comes along and I just click the link and I think this is why you do it because you get that absolute thrill you know it's, it's a gold yeah 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 and, and it kind of has had me instantly smiling and got me adrenaline pumping and you know I was just instantly in love with this release so you know I, I think it's just, it is just kind of brilliant you know crust metal and it's so you know I, I, anybody who's into that will kind of love this straight away Absolutely, I could, I can absolutely see these tearing up the cricketers' arms in about two thousand and six or something as well, just <laughs> yeah. on some tour, like in front of twenty people on a Thursday night or something. Brilliant. Um, I guess that what you've just described is is like the modern equivalent of crate digging. Um, you know, online. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so much crap. I mean, Bandcamp's amazing, but because it's got no um, kind of filter, it's just like a load of everything, isn't it? And you know, you can put any label on anything you want. Um, and yeah, you end up with this um, quality control mess, but among among the mess is gold like this. So yeah, it, just love this. Uh, particularly the vocals stood out to me on this one. Just really not yeah. of the genre, um, which which makes them just that more interesting. So yeah, we're gonna play the song Dispossessed, and uh, you can get this at discult.bandcamp.com.
So next up, we've got uh, a song from a band we played um, last year uh, called Thra from Phoenix, Arizona. And yeah, this new song, Clairvoyant, it takes nearly 12 minutes and it's just, it, it twists and turns, but it's it's got that kind of spirit uh, that we sort of noticed last year. And yes, it's just great stuff, isn't it? Um, really mm. accomplished and yeah, just like really impressive. Yeah. You know, it, it's we both I think had this on our list to, to choose this week, and the you know then you look at like the Bandcamp tags as you've seen them now. It says, it says death, doom, sludge, and ant worship. Um, so this is going to fall apart. You know, this is going to be. It's no surprise that this is a you know a double choice for us this week, and it's you know it it just kind of it delivers all of that, and it's you know it's appetizing you know collection of of all the best bits of those things and. And then delivers them as you hope. Like it's grimy. It's full of these kind of meaty riffs. It's, you know, that doom that leans towards the death end, but still kind of, you know, properly in the doom camp. I, I just kind of, I like this, you know, and I, I like the fact that also just as an aside almost, it, they've put out, they, they seem to put like two track EPs, releases, whatever you want to call them, frequently. Um, so this band, you know, this is a band cropping up regularly. And I like that, but I much prefer that than kind of, you know, a 14-track album every three years. So a band I'm happy we're playing again because, you know, it's just really good music. Yeah, it's it's just, it kind of ticks a lot of boxes for us, I think. And, yeah, I think the fact that we both went for it is uh, says a lot, really. Um, so, yeah, if you want to hear this, you can go to thra.bandcamp.com. And as we say, you're going to play the song Clairvoyant.
So we're going to close this week's podcast with the amazing Nadja. And we're just kind of delving into their back catalogue, kind of their duo that have been going for ages, I think since about 2005. And we just thought they've got 69 albums, which is insane. So they've been on every single label you could possibly conceive in the underground. Um, done loads of splits with various people. Um, they've released like uh, mini, mini sort of like splits and EPs all over the place. I, I dread to think how how many releases altogether. I think there was over 90 on Discogs, but there's probably more variants out there as well. For the uninitiated, I guess um, you're looking towards kind of like the drone and soundscape uh, thing initially, but uh, they've signed us them Lord for this uh, latest record called Luminous Rot and. Yeah, they've kind of made a conscious effort, I think, to sound a bit more kind of guitar-based and a bit more... They've been influenced by shoegaze music on this one. Did you see the um, Roadburn performance they did this year, Pete? No, I missed it. Was it good? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, they, it was basically guitar-based. It was um, a little bit of um, droney sort of atmosphere under it, but uh, a lot of kind of feedback and phased kind of um, riffs under under the noise. Um, I've always wanted to see him live and well them live and it's um, it's always eluded me so uh, one day yeah I yeah, think uh, Aidan yeah. Baker might have been playing Supersonic one year when I went but I couldn't yeah I couldn't see that, it, that sounds it sounds all right but yeah the, and funnily enough like, I, we bookended this whole podcast with, with two bands I've, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for but never never really uh, got not that I haven't got but I haven't felt you know within my realm and with Nadja in particular I always thought it was a bit too arty for my taste as it were and I don't mean that um, as a you know as anything bad just you know my around my taste you know this felt different immediately and maybe you know maybe I've changed maybe I've grown up a bit um but it, it's it like you say it, it does have kind of more of a guitar element to it and then it's it brings in kind of it, it becomes almost psychedelic and it, it's that kind of you know through the repetition and we you know, we say that a lot you know just kind of almost lulling you into something and then adding the kind of ghostly vocals and that jarring almost you know like industrial toned guitars and it's it, it's like a warped trip and I really you know locked into that on this on the whole album but particularly this song yeah definitely I mean it reminds me slightly of um an album for about got about 2006 or 7 um by the band Growing I don't know if you remember those just about yeah yeah they've got an album called the soul of the rainbow and it's um it's very much in this vein it's like let's strip back guitars to their most bass form and and sort of create something quite ethereal and and strange from it um but i think like you say this has got a little bit more to it in terms of like the like you say the vocals are, are amazing on this and i think they've been doing it for that long that they just know exactly how to manipulate the the listener and uh, yeah, this is a great piece of experimentation, really. Um, it's it's a lot more accessible than a lot of um, their output. Um, I think sometimes you, you are kind of not like the, the, the word arty doesn't really do it justice, but like the, uh-huh. the sort of more esoteric and the more challenging listening um, of their back catalogue. Um, this doesn't have a lot in common with it. So yeah, I, I thought this was great and I, I can't wait to um, hear the rest of it. I think I've, I've just had time to listen to a few this week, but yeah. Um, yeah, really, really impressed by this. So the album's called Luminous Rot, and we're going to play the song Fruiting Bodies. Fruiting Bodies. 